Share Care, helping you find experts, the top minds in health and medicine. It's Share Care Radio with Dr. Daria Long Gillespie on RadioMD.com. Hi, it's Dr. Daria. Welcome back. Happy holidays, everybody. Do you want to know what the fountain of youth is? It's something that I think about myself and as a mother now, I think about it for my daughter. And despite in the United States, despite our fad diets, our fitness crazes, supplements, despite all of that, for the first time in history, our children are projected to live shorter lives than we are. Yet despite that, there are places around the world where people are living longer, far longer than the average American. So my next guest is Tony Butner, and he and his brother coined the term blue zones. And we're going to talk about those blue zones, what they mean for the communities there, and what they can mean for us. So Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much uh, for having me, and happy holidays to everyone. And now, thank you, Tony. You said you told us on the break, not only have you studied these blue zones, you've really incorporated them into your family. You said that your nephew just got married in one of the blue zones. What inspired you to start looking into these areas? Well, a little bit of history. At at a very young age, I come from a family of four boys, and and we're all very close. Uh, Dan became an explorer at a very young age. Um, he had the great idea prior to us going on uh, in our uh, professional life to take a trip together. So he suggested that we bicycle from the Antarctic Ocean to the southern tip of South America, just a, uh, uh, a measly 15,000 miles. And, and for those <laughs> listeners that are familiar with the globe, it's really not that big a deal. It's all downhill. No, so, very nice. Uh, my brother Dan and Steve broke two Guinness Book World Records on that trip, and then next bicycled around the 45th parallel of the Earth, mm-hmm. uh, the first to traverse the Soviet Union, and then bicycled from the northern tip of Africa to the southern tip. And that really started Dan wow. with his uh, speaking and writing. Uh, Dan and Steve and my brother Nick went on to start what is called Quest Network, and what they did was try to discover... And, and break the mystery of, of, of some of uh, the mysteries out there. And one was what happened to the Mayan civilization. So he ended up hiring experts, embedded himself uh, there in Central America, and uplinked with over a million class, uh, children in classrooms around the country mm-hmm. that actually voted on where the expedition went. That really caught the eye of National Geographic and the National mm-hmm. Institute of Aging, which asked Dan to find the longest-lived populations around the world and to understand and study why they live so long. And that is really what born uh, Blue Zones. Those pockets where you have people who are living very well, high-quality lives for a very long period of time. So what are the Blue Zones? Can you tell us a few of them? Yeah, absolutely. There's something called the Danish Twin Studies that established our longevity is tied to our genes by only 20%. The other 80% is our lifestyles and the environments we live in. So our premise was if we could find these environments and lifestyles that support longevity, we would have the de facto recipe. Our approach was to find a demographically confirmed, uh, geographically defined areas where people were living longer lives. And in mm-hmm. some cases, uh, 10 years longer at a fraction of the chronic diseases that uh, we find here in America. So after 15 mm-hmm. years of a worldwide longevity study, we found five. Uh, okay. they, are Ica, they are Ikaria, Greece. Okinawa, Japan, Loma Linda, California, uh, Sardinia, Italy, and the Nicoya Peninsula of Costa Rica. Uh, In these places, people are living on average 
uh, eight to ten years longer than we do at about a sixth of the rate of the chronic diseases that we suffer. Yeah, it's important to point out, they're not just living long lives, they're living high-quality lives, too. They're living well. They are. Here in America, on average, um, North America, the average person lives about 10 years with a chronic disease. In the blue zones, uh, they live longer lives, and when they get sick, they usually die pretty quick. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, They suffer a chronic disease maybe uh, 9 to 12 months on average. So, yes, Mm -hmm. living very long, healthy lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and dying pretty quick when they do get sick. And those areas that you named, I mean, those are around the world, very different communities, very different geographies. But yet you said they have a number of kind of themes in common. And I remember you'd mentioned diet being one of them. And that's, you know, no surprise. If you eat healthy, you may live longer. But you said there's some key features about their diet that differentiates them. Absolutely. We found uh, in these five communities nine commonalities that we see over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we coined these commonalities the power nine. What we found were people moving naturally, having the right outlook, uh, uh, eating well, and connecting. So when it comes to diet, what we found is 95% of the centenarians in these areas live primarily on a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they grow it. Um, typically, they have their own gardens. They do eat some animal protein, but what was so surprising is that the average size of a serving was four ounces, and we hmm. saw them on average only eating this animal protein four to five times a month, and typically a celebratory event. We also noticed that they had strategies not to overeat. Mm-hmm. They would prepate their food in the kitchen, put the leftovers away, and eat in the dining room or another room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would eat off of smaller plates. 20 years ago, the average uh, uh, dinner plate here in America was uh, was 10 inches. Now mm-hmm. we see the diameter at 13 inches, and it doesn't sound like much, but that's 70% more surface area. Well, what do you do yes, when absolutely. you're absolutely. Um, you fill uh, up your plate, of course. That's right. And then mm-hmm. lastly, the, the Okinawans had a Confucian adage that they would mutter prior to eating called hare hache boo. And when we have that translated, it simply means stop eating when you're 80% full. It's such mm-hmm. a great strategy not to overeat. Wow. And so... And one of some of these things that have stuck with me, I've heard this before, is how little animal meat they they eat. And we talk about that in the U.S. We eat so much animal protein, and how that how that really impacts longevity potentially. What what we've certainly found is that what kind of strategies can you implement that you do day after day? Mm-hmm. These are the things that have the longest impact. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not saying that people shouldn't eat animal protein. What we're saying is there's an enormous amount of research out there uh, to the benefits of a plant-based diet. So what, what we do is bring forth just evidence-based mm-hmm. uh, solutions and strategies and learnings from mm-hmm. these longest-lived populations. Now, I imagine having studied these blue zones, you're probably incorporating some of their lessons, if many of them, into your own life. What about d- nutrition? Well, nutrition... What I look at is, is, is a simple strategy. So when you go to your refrigerator and you're looking for vegetables and fruits, where do you usually find them? They're mm-hmm. down on the bottom, in a bin, out of sight. So one of the strategies 
Blue Zones would recommend is how about chopping fruits and vegetables on Saturday or Sunday night, putting in them in single-serving mm-hmm. containers and having them on the top of the refrigerator. That makes the healthy choice easy. You yes. go to your pantry, your pantry. Where do you see all the sweets and unhealthy foods? They're usually right at eye level. How about using the strategy to put those up and out of the way and put the healthy choices there? So it's these small strategies that optimize your environment simply mm-hmm. to make the healthy choice easy. I love that one. I do. I didn't even realize I was being very blue zone, but I chop my fruits, especially my vegetables for my salads on a Sunday, and I put them in these really pretty glass containers in my fridge, and I feel like I have a little salad bar there, and it makes me eat my salads. I, I love eating my salads. It makes it easier. So that's great. Love that. That's something I always tell people to help yourself choose the healthy, nutritious choices. Now, moving on, I guess, to another tenet you talked about is exercise. And you've said before that exercise is, I quote you, a short-term fix and a long-term failure. What do you mean? Well, we spend $110 billion a year here in America on three different strategies. And that is exercise, um, gyms, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, gyms, diets, and supplements. And mm-hmm. exercise is good, but these are short-term wins and long-term failures. And I'll tell you why. If 100 of us started a diet today, we'd lose 10% in four months. We'd lose 90% of those people within seven months. And after two years, we'd have less than 3% still active in that diet. Let's look mm-hmm. at gyms. January 1st, they fill up. But again, after two years, you have less than 30% of those people there. And if we could offer a blue zone pill that gave Americans 12 good years back, we couldn't get enough people to actually take it to make a difference. Again, you have such a high recidivism curve. So Mm -hmm. what we talk about is how can you create a life radius around where you live? Mm -hmm. Looking at the environments and lifestyles. Optimize your surroundings to make the active choice the unavoidable choice. So what we found in the blue zones, on average, centenarians were moving every 20 minutes. They were either walking or biking, or they lived in deconvenienced homes. Um, they worked in their gardens, but it's this this movement uh, that, mm-hmm. that keeps these centenarians spry and full of vim and vigor. So how do we do that in today's world where we don't have a lot of walking and you know, I sit at my desk and doing work? Do I have to get up every 20 minutes, or how can I incorporate that? Well, I think it makes a good strategy. As you know from your days studying in school, people can't just sit and work and study for hours on end. Mm-hmm. You have to break this up. So why not do a stretching exercise every 20 minutes? And when you go home, do you have to push the button that opens the garage door, or can you get out of your car and actually open it yourself? And Whoa, how about now. You're, now you're getting crazy. I have to actually get out of my car? actually move naturally it's just a recommendation and how about when you're sitting on the couch watching tv do you have to use the remote or could you go ahead and get up and actually change Mm -hmm. the channel it's these small strategies both at work when you're out and about and when you're at home how do you look at evidence-based strategies to simply nudge you into healthier Mm -hmm. choices Mm-hmm. So when you can, just get up and move around a little bit. I think that's right, because we are seeing exercise alone for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day is great. But it, if you're sitting the rest of the day, it doesn't compensate for the health detriments of sitting that long. So I like that. Just find little ways and get up. Now, I want to move beyond the physical. There's a huge part of the Blue Zones that is mental. And you know we've talked about this in the icky guy and living with vigor. 
Talk to us about that and how you'd said that the second most dangerous year of our life is the year we retire. Absolutely. In in all the blue zones, again, over and over, we saw centenarians with a profound sense of purpose, a reason that got them out of bed every day. We saw people downshifting. And when we look at purpose, we know from research that the two most dangerous years of our life here in America is first the year that we're born with infant mm-hmm. mortality and disease. But surprisingly, the second most dangerous year of life is that year you retire. You go through life with this profound sense of purpose, and then one day this is all askewed. Mm-hmm. You have a 30% greater chance of having a heart attack the year that you retire. What wow. we know from research is that people that get up in the morning, that have a mission statement and have a profound sense of purpose, live seven years longer than those that don't. So how can you identify those five things that you're good at, those five things that you really want to do, overlap them and create a mission statement and then share those gifts. For instance, volunteering. We know volunteers suffer lower rates of BMI and lower rates of chronic disease. So again, um, how can you um, set up your life to make these choices easier? In Okinawa, there is a word, and you mentioned it, it's called ikigai. Mm -hmm. And when we... Um, have that translated. It simply means the reason I get up in the morning. And what's so interesting about Okinawa is they don't even have a word for retirement in their language. Hmm. It's just a concept doesn't even exist. That's right. It's fascinating. I know it's such a great weed. I'd had Sanjay Gupta on the inter- on the show earlier, and he had talked about He'd really gotten us all interested in blue zones and ikigai, and it's such a fascinating concept. So you're saying that you know, for those of our listeners who are potentially retiring, to get five, make a list of five things that they're good at and that they want to do, and use that as their mission statement to drive them. Yes, look at the five things they're really good at those those innate gifts and five things they really want to do, and overlay them and identify what is their mission statement. What do they want to do in the second half of their life? Mm-hmm. Um, and then go out and share those gifts. Mm-hmm. And that's really not a bad idea for any of us of all ages to be doing. We should all probably know. Take a few minutes to step back and look at that broad view of what we're doing. I agree. I, I don't think it only works in retirement, but it, uh, this should be a process you're looking at when you're looking at where you're working. You're spending mm-hmm. 60% of your waking hours. So why not do something you're really good at and you like? Obviously, mm-hmm. you'd have a better chance for success. Yeah, exactly. And another thing we talk about, I talk about, you know, know your drivers for being healthy, you know, to eat healthy and exercise, to know what, know why you want to do those. You have to know what those five main drivers are. So it's really the backbone of an entire life of healthy living. Absolutely. So. Now, Tony, I want to get into another feature that I know you've spoken about, and that is kind of the social network. And there's some parts of that that we can't change. You've talked about in the Blue Zones, they really value people as they get older. In our society, that's less of something that we value. We can't change that. But how can we still create that sense of social network and social valuing to help us? Yeah, absolutely. Here's what we found. Um, In all these Blue Zones, people were either born into or actively seeked out strong, healthy social networks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something uh, called the Framingham Study has identified, and this is common sense, loneliness and isolation kills. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. 20 years ago, the average American had three best friends on average that they could call on a good day and a bad day, and these friends would listen. Today, we're down to one and a half. Really? Now, what we, what we find in, interesting is that these committed social networks are as contagious as a cold. If you have three best friends that smoke or use tobacco products, you have a 159% greater chance of also doing that. It's the same with loneliness and depression. But imagine if the health behaviors within these social networks were healthy, how this would spread like a contagion. What we found in Okinawa was a concept called MOIs. And these are committed social networks that are formed at a very young age between men and women, about five to eight people. And so at about uh, age two, you're taken down to the city center and you're connected with another five to eight two-year-olds. And you actually travel through life in this social network, supporting each other in good times and bad. And again, yeah. this, this, this social connection has a profound effect, not only on those individuals, but throughout the blue zones. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's, it's so true. And here at Sherke, we have been called the real age test, which is built on all of that data from the Oak, from Framingham and from a variety of places and really puts it all together. And we we know that your degree of connectedness and those people that you can call up for good and bad truly affects your life and your mortality. It can save Absolutely. your life and it can and make it worse. What do we do in today's kind of connected, but at the same time disconnected world? How can you build that kind of network? Well, here's, here's some interesting facts. The number one indicator um, for employers around the country for their employees um, to stay, uh, in other words, increased retention, is, is simply if you have a best friend at work. So I'd mm-hmm. recommend find a best friend at work. Also, Friendships are a lifelong adventure. You, you want to surround yourself, and again, this is common sense, with people that, that support uh, your goals, uh, uh, that are healthy, that mm-hmm. want to, to go with you, to connect with you, to keep you active and keep you on your, on your goals. So mm-hmm. very profound um, and important concept is how can you look at uh, your friends and, and uh, create these positive social networks? All right, Tony, 40 seconds. What's your number one tip for us to take away? Number one tip is to um, look at behaviors that you can change that you do day in and day out. Those are the ones that will deliver the the most results uh, uh, in your life. You can find out more at bluezones.com. Take Mm -hmm. the Vitality Compass for free and the True Happiness Test for free. Awesome. And Tony, thank you so much. You're right. Those daily behaviors, making small change to that is really where you're going to have the biggest impact and really model our lives after these Blue Zones. Again, like you mentioned, it's bluezones.com. Tweet them at Blue Zones, facebook.com backslash Blue Zones, and their books are The Blue Zones Solution and Thrive, available on their website or on Amazon. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at ShareCare Inc. or follow me at Dr. Daria for more tips and more information from all of these. And you can download any segments that you missed at sharecare.com backslash Radio MD. This is Dr. Daria. You're listening to ShareCare Radio on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.